Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for the strength of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody in your life grow in their faith and thereby come closer to God and even get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end of our line of thought and study. We're talking about crisis truth. We're talking about a foundation of truth that will, or maybe we should say foundational truth, that will see us through any crisis in our lives. And we suffer crisis in our lives. Now, you might have to stop and think about it, but you have probably suffered some kind of crisis in your life. Maybe it's been relational. Maybe it's been a family breakup or breakup with a friend, or maybe it's been financial. You've had some setback financially that was unexpected that really hit you hard. Maybe you've lost a job or your husband or wife has lost a job or your parents have lost a job. Maybe you found yourself in some financial hardship for one reason or another that, again, was unexpected, but it, it hit you. Maybe it's been health-wise. Maybe somebody or maybe you yourself have been diagnosed with some debilitating illness, or maybe there's been an injury that's really affected your life, your ability to be able to, to function in the same strong way that you were used to before that happened to you. Uh, it, it, it can go on and on, but there's all kinds of crises that affect us as we go through life. And Probably every single one of us, at least just about, probably though every single one of us has experienced at least one crisis or another and maybe more than one. Well, what do you do? How do you get through those crisis situations? You need something to lean on, don't you? You need some kind of bottom, bottom line found foundation of truth that will assure you, that will sustain you, that will strengthen you, that will give you the hope, but not a wild wish, but the expectation that you will get through this and you will be stronger for having gone through it because of the promise of whatever that truth is. Now, where does that truth come from? God. God is all-powerful. The scriptures tell us that a number of times through the Bible. God is all-knowing, by all-powerful, that's that word omnipotent. He's all-knowing, that is omniscient, and that means all-seeing as well. He's also omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. At the same time, he knows exactly what you're going through. And God offers you his sustenance, his strength, his help, his deliverance. But you have to believe in God, and you have to not only believe in him intellectually, or verbally, but you have to believe in him to the point of putting it into practice through faithfulness in your life on a consistent basis. And thereby is the basic message and promise of Jesus in Revelation 2 and verse 10. Be faithful until death, all the way through life. Faithfulness is faith put into action through obedience and dedication and commitment on a consistent basis. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. There are only two ultimate destinies 
from this physical life that we live in this world. One is eternal condemnation in hell. The other is eternal life and blessing and bliss in heaven. Revelation, I'm sorry, Romans 6 and verse 23 says, the wages of sin is death. Now, that's not talking about annihilation, dying like we experience in our physical bodies, ceasing to function. It's talking about eternal condemnation, an eternal state of, of dying. So the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's either heaven or hell. What is your foundation of truth that will get you to heaven? God's word. Jesus said in John 8 and verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 22, talking to those who have lived by God's truth and put it into practice obediently in their lives by becoming Christians. He said, you have purified your your souls in obeying the truth. And then he refers to that truth as the word of God in the next verse. The word of God, that is that foundation of truth that will see you through your crisis. How are you trying to do it on your own? Or are you trying to do it on your own? Why do, why do so many people keep suffering the consequences of really bad choices that they make in life? And yet they never seem to learn. They just keep, they'll get through it finally, but they really suffered And then they go back and they make the same kind of bad choice again, and they experience the same kind of catastrophe, same kind of crisis in their life. And they'll do that over and over and over and over again. They're not not turning. they, They need to open their eyes. They need to wake up. But they have not so far. They keep turning away, ignoring the truth, the foundation of truth that God is there. God loves you. He wants to help you, but you have to come to him in obedience, in faithful living. They need to go to God's word and develop their faith. Faith again comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Look at what Nahum, now we've, we looked at, at Job, we looked at Noah. Look, look what we read in Nahum. In Nahum chapter 1, one of the, what are called the minor prophets in the Bible. Now, that doesn't mean he was any less important as a prophet than the, what are called the major prophets. It's simply referring to the fact that the minor prophets are so categorized because they wrote shorter books of prophecy than some of the major prophets such as Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel. And so Nahum is, is only a few chapters long, but I want us to look at, at, at this particular, the first chapter in this particular book of prophecy. Uh, verse 3, the verse, verse 3 of chapter 1, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. He dries up all the rivers. The mountains quake before him. The hills melt, and the earth heaves at his presence. 
Yet, yes, the world and all who dwell in it. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can endure the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. God is all-powerful. Now, again, we talked about last time about people who are continue to be gloom and doom purveyors. They, they say, you know, global warming is going to destroy the world, going to kill all of humanity, or maybe nuclear war is going to destroy the world, kill all of humanity, or maybe some pandemic is going to destroy the world, kill all humanity. The answer to all those, all those uh, questions or all those suppositions or pros- prospects is no, no. War is not going to be the end of this world. A pandemic is not going to be the end of this world. Global warming is not going to be the end of this world. God will ultimately bring judgment upon this world. But it will be because of our sin, the sin of mankind as a whole. Going back to Genesis chapter 6, that was exactly what instigated God's bringing the flood upon all of the world and destroying the life upon the earth in Noah's day because the wickedness of man was so great that the thoughts and intents of his heart was only evil continually. We think things are bad now. We see evil. We see wickedness all around us. When Noah lived, everybody was wicked. Everybody was evil. He cannot have confidence in anybody telling him the truth. And I don't know what emotions he must, he must have felt as he might have had to go to the marketplace and buy some food or do some business because everybody was wicked. Anybody could have attacked him. Anybody could have stabbed him, beat him up. That's the way it was with humanity. Every business deal, how could you be sure what was really going to happen, whatever you were doing business to ultimately accomplish because everybody was wicked, a liar, whatever. But God saw Noah through. Noah's faith in God delivered him from all of that. Now, what is is Nahum writing here? What is he saying? Hey, God is all-powerful. God brought the world to an end, basically, from, hum- from, from the human perspective in the days of Noah. God will bring the world to an end, ultimately, cataclysmically, when he sends his son back into this earth in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. He'll bring this world to an end through, de- through its destruction. But God will be the one who brings the destruction upon the earth. Not global warming, not nuclear holocaust, not pandemic. God will destroy the world. He created it. He will destroy it. Second Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. But if we have that deep and abiding and consistent faith in the truth of God... 
through his word, then that faith in that foundational truth will see us through, and we will be able to look forward to an eternal home with him in heaven. We're going to look at a little bit more next time as we bring this study to a close. But ask yourself, whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, whatever is around the corner that you're going to have to deal with in this life, from a physical, emotional, health, psychological, financial, relational perspective, are you standing on the truth of God's Word to sustain you, to assure you, to see you through, to deliver you? Let's pray. Father, help us to stand firm on the promises the teachings, the truths of your word, and help us to help others to do so as well, to see that you are there and deliverance is from you. Help people open their eyes and their hearts and and embrace your truth. Please, Father, we pray for your mercy. Please forgive us and hear a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.